From each other, wash your hands, wear a mask in public, all that. The huge, you know? Uh, specifically, check out our. We need to do oh. better things. I will try to upload the. <coughs> gross. I will try to upload the Catwoman booze and booze thing. That it's your fault for taking me been... around your yard with all that grass seed. Yeah. Well, also, my allergies are going to start kicking in too because I'm going to take my allergy medicine this morning. Yep. Yep. I will try to upload the Catwoman booze and booze highlight reel this week. Cool. If I can remember. So maybe check out our YouTube. Maybe not. Who knows? Check it out. It check exists. Check it out. We need to do better on social media. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Now what should we not do? Um. Not a whole lot. I started rewatching Watchmen. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, you watches the Watchmen. Who watches the Watchmen? Me watches the Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> So I started over from the beginning. Man, I don't know why we stopped. That show is so good. That's because we fucking didn't have time. Yeah. Man, that show is so good. It's good. It's really well written and it's visually arresting and it's like, it's got Mm -hmm. this action and energy and Regina King is just awesome and I'm only, I'm three episodes in so I'm still on the stuff we've already seen and I'm not going to rehash it, but just really good and I'm very excited to just keep going and finish it hopefully within a week or so. Yeah. And then, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in after the last airbender. I'm going to start it. It's going to happen. Such a good show. It's, I've been like, so since uh, I've been watching it through again, Mm -hmm. um, like I already know what happens and all, and so like, well, while I'm waiting for the days we can watch it, um, I, like I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, like breaking down stuff, like stuff that Mm -hmm. happens after, because so this is not a spoiler thing. Okay. Uh, there's three ep- there's three seasons, mm-hmm. books. Each of them are a book uh, mm-hmm. about one of the elements, water, earth, fire. And each of them is him learning those elements, basically. Like, kind of mm-hmm. the, the, the overarching story is that's the element he's focusing on. Okay. Um, there's not air. There's not a fourth one. There's not air, because he already, already was a master of air mm-hmm. when he was a kid, uh, or when he, when he started. Right. Um I, they don't call him Avatar the last footbender. There we go. That's the arbitrary and random thing I was looking for. To <laughs> <that sense. laughs> um, but apparently the creator did have kind of an idea for a fourth season, mm-hmm. which would have been really interesting because that's after the full climactic end of the show. Um, and so the thing is like, the idea, he's the last airbender. Mm-hmm. All the airbenders were wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll figure this out. They say this really, really early on. Mm-hmm. Like, when the... Well, you know the basic premise the of the show. Fire Nation attacked. Uh, the Fire Nation, like, they knew the next airbender would be air because it goes in a cycle of the four uh, mm-hmm. four elements. So they knew it would be an airbender, so they went and murdered all of the airbenders. You'll learn how he got away from that when you watch the show. Um, Did he blow away? <sighs> <laughs> Wait, come back we need you um no so like the 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 idea was to have a fourth 
And I don't know what his expectation would have been, like, to do it. Mm-hmm. But the immediate thing in my brain was actually to take a book from Hell... Or take a, take a note from the Hellboy book. Mm-hmm. Where it's a fourth season about air. And it's... It's not a plot of the main story. Because the main story's done. He's done right. his job. But it's him kind of, like, trying to bring back the air nomad. Okay. The, the whole... That whole nation mm-hmm. of air nomads which uh, the the next show legend of korra is like the next avatar is water it follows korra the water avatar mm-hmm. and she fall and she's like her she's being trained by ang's kids mm-hmm. um who are airbenders so ang has, has had children who are airbenders and then they're going right. to have kids that are airbenders so it will come back mm-hmm. but like that kind of like them kind of like learning more about stuff there's things about um uh, about certain characters that you learn throughout the story that you don't really have an answer of what actually happened to them mm-hmm. because that's not necessarily the point. Right. Uh, it's it's the fact that a thing happened to them that influenced the character. Okay. Um, and in the books, in the comic books that are actually written by the creator, mm-hmm. uh, they're still going. Uh, it does follow that kind of stuff. It follows yeah. those characters and what happens, and they they go on journeys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that would have been a really cool like final season, but. For a kids show, it wouldn't have really made sense. It'd be a bit more episodic, yeah. Um, which would be a lot easier to air on TV. True. Um, and although the problem would be, it would be episodic, air on TV, but has to do with the fact that it's after the main story. Right. So this overarching like villain that they're dealing with the whole show. So we'll see that in one episode, and the next episode is like, oh, it's all over, and it's this kind of like peaceful thing. Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of really cool to have like a. Like a Clone Wars level, just reinvigoration for one more season. Yeah. It's where they do that and they bring it back, and it's something that's only on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit more like adult friendly. Like they take a break from mm-hmm. Dragon Prince and then do one episode of that or one season of that. That'd be kind of cool to do. But Avatar: The Last Airbender. In hell. Airbender. Airbender. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, no, that's that's something I thought of today or this week. Um, but no, it's I'm excited for you to watch it because it. You ask 99 out of 100 people who watch the show, and it's just, it's just a good show. Like, I'm going to be that 1%. I feel Challenge like it accepted. would be. Like, it's possible. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Don't but. go into it like I went into watching rom-coms. Expecting, like, intelligent. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm good, it's at, a kid's I'm good show. at toning down my expectations. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, a kid's show. I'm liking Clone Wars. I haven't watched Clone yeah. Wars in two months. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's such a good show. And it makes, like, once you get to, like, about mid-season two, mm-hmm. you don't cry in movies no. very much. I feel like there's, like, one spot you might cry at, but I don't know. It, so, I won't, but. <laughs> I have this thing with kids, like, with sons and, like, dads, like, where, like, mm-hmm. or, like, really parents in general, mm-hmm. but, like, specifically with sons and dads. There's one character that just, Really nails that that cry that cry nerve like every episode. It's just like, hey, we're just gonna like touch on that thing a little bit, and it just and there's one episode. It's called Tales of Box Bossing Say. It's a filler episode, mm-hmm. and you probably know nothing about anime, but there's filler episodes where it's like something right. that doesn't progress the main plot. Right. It's an episode. It's for character development, and it's called Tales of Bossing Say, and it breaks down everything into, into five different chunks, four or five different chunks, and it follows one character, one or two characters. Doing a small little thing for about five minutes in the in the um, in the in the city there in Bossing Say, and it follows one character who has the um, the father son thing. 
I cannot keep my shit together at the end of that because it's just it's such a well written short story mm-hmm. just of that character you can watch that without knowing anything about the character it tells you everything you need to know about that character and his, and his history All right. and it's just but knowing the history makes it so much oh, that's such a good job and then oh. you get to the second to last not really second to last the fifth to last episode the last four episodes are one basically mm-hmm. the fifth episode. Right. Um, it's it's what anime does where it's a recap episode but mm-hmm. normally anime will just do like a clip show, like a, like two people like remembering what's happened so far, and it's like yeah. little clips. But this one does it in such an interesting way. It's not a spoiler. They're like they're in this place, and it's a play. A person, a person has gone around and like yeah. learned about this people's story, so it tells the story, and it's so meta because there's one episode called the Great Divide, and once mm-hmm. you get to it, you're just gonna it's it's not a good episode. Everyone, it's notoriously the worst episode. Mm-hmm. It's a fine episode, but it just, it just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do with the plot at all. Like, it's mm-hmm. the most filler episode of the entire show. Okay. And it's just kind of lame. Um, and it's the one that they aired on TV all the time because it required the least knowledge about yep. what's going on. Um, and so in that play, they're like, look, at, they're like on Appa. They're like, look, it's the Great Divide. Let's just go over it. <laughs> and they just skip that entire it's just like these meta things like there's one character who like you don't really know dies mm-hmm. like it's kind of ambiguous because of the nature of it being a kid show right. and then in the play it's just like wait did he just die it's like you know it's not really clear <laughs> it's just like this meta stuff it's a great episode That's funny. anyway I'm sorry I, I rave about it. Well, I need you I texted Matt yesterday I need you to or two days ago I need you to watch this show so we can do an episode on it because I want to do we need then we need we need to do an episode on it. Mm-hmm. Then we need to do a booze and booze immediately after of the of the movie. Yeah, because that is a booze and booze worth movie. Yes, because I have watched it and it's like it's not like the the fanforstic movie where it's where it's just like it's kind of, it's like it's almost a good movie, but it's just kind of like the problems with it are overarching. Not right. like Catwoman where it's like that specific line is laughable. That's laughable. That's laughable. Basketball, basketball, like it's just horrible. <laughs> um, but like fanforstic is an overarching right. bad movie. This one's a like chunks of like laughable where you can actually like make fun of it. So ready for that? Um, I'll I'll get into it. Cool. Although I did just remember there's that Damien Chazelle, I guess kind of mini series on Netflix about a French jazz club that I also really want to watch. Yeah. So French jazz club. I've tried the last year about that. Not content. Content. But finish Watchmen first, either way. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> that's just like that's just content for you. That's yes. soul required content. But then there's podcast needed content. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> we're struggling with episode ideas, and yeah. that's, that's one. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Dater. No, just no, rant about no, it. Good, good, good. Yes. Back to you. Um, I read a book that's not really related to stuff. Oh. I liked it. Was it the Bible? No. I just read the Bible. I just took a break and just read the entirety of the Bible. <laughs> Not that ambitious. I um, skipped the uh, skipped the filler books. <laughs> there are some filler books, let's be honest. Yeah. There's some books that nobody talks about. Yeah. Some of them are the letters of Paul. Yeah. I don't really need to know what he's telling fucking Timothy the second time or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um... It's called Tamarisk Row. It's Australian. It's kind of um, literary, I guess, in sort of a high-minded sense. The 
It's, it's very hard to describe. Um, he uses, uh, the author is this guy, Gerald Murnane. Um, he's basically, um, he's like, he's never less, left Australia, mm-hmm. but he's like a Nobel Prize winning writer. Oh. Um, this is his first novel. It's kind of sort of semi-autobiographical. It's about childhood in Australia. It's like from a kid's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way he writes things is he writes about being a kid, like, in a way that makes you feel like a kid. Huh. Like. That's fun. Most of the time, grown-ups write about kids, and they can write convincing kids, but they write convincing kids that feel like kids written by grown-ups. Yeah. This feels like a kid written by a kid. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a little artsy. It's kind of literary. He mm-hmm. does, um, he likes long sentences, where he kind of just connects a whole bunch of things together without a whole lot of punctuation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like me. Yeah. Do that. It's, um, it's kind of, he's got like this very matter of fact prose. Like it's just, and then this happened. And then there was this kind of thing that looked like this. Mm -hmm. And and there's these like short little page to three page anecdotes. Mm -hmm. That's what the book split up to. It's not even chapters. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So cool. I think it's something that could be made into a show or a movie. No, no, no. What would make it not? Not successful. Um, I mean, if you just if you just tell the story, then it's basically just kind of a straightforward coming of age story without hmm. a whole lot of plot to it. Gotcha. Well, I mean, like, there's like slice of life movies. Yeah, no, I mean, it could it could work. You ever watch Patterson? Not yet. Huh. Want to? That one's like yeah after Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I need to have something for movie nights with Hannah. Oh, that's true. And I think she would be interested in that one. So. Very pleasant. I like pleasant. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I think that's really all I've been up Any to. Any other comics? No. Are you at the end of the list yet? The Batmans? Yeah. Yeah. Finished, oh. I finished those. I gave those all back to you. You're supposed to give me Batman Eternal. Shit! Yeah, I am! Oh, God. I haven't read it again. I know what I'm doing today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put Swamp Thing on hold so I can reread. Uh, and that's what, that's what all our next episode will be. Okay. You know, your task for this week is to read that. My, I will read it all this today. Okay. It's going to be fucking... That's a lot. Oh, God. I might not be able to read it today. Try to read it tomorrow. Okay. Oh, no, I'm going to protest tomorrow. Fuck. I'm going to skim it tonight. Okay. Today and tomorrow. And I'll get it to you... Oh, God. That'll be the next... Uh, give me a week. When you come for the next recording, I'll give it to you. Okay. That'll work. All right. It's planned. Okay, I'll get it to you at the barbecue. There we go. Hey. Or when we record the same weekend. Right. <laughs> at some point in there. At some point, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? That was it. All right. Uh, I have continued to read Swamp Thing. Um, you got my text. You keep texting me about it. You're very excited about I it. I ate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to spoil it. Like, it's like, it's something that's so good that people don't read comics. Like, a lot of people that listen to this don't read comics, but, like, if they ever had the, the, the joy and the honor of reading these books, I don't want to spoil, like, what I was texting you constantly about. Right. Yeah, fuck it. Um, so, the, okay, so the whole arcane revelation. Like, mm-hmm. I mentioned, it was funny, like, I keep saying things to you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if we'll ever see him again or something. And then, like, the next two days or so, he pops up in the fucking comics. Yeah. But that was, like... So I texted you. I, I'm kind of... I liked what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But then when, like, the reaction or what it would really ended up being mm-hmm. 
wasn't as on board. So by that I mean, so there's a character Abby Arcane mm-hmm. who is best friends with with Tom Holland, Alec Holland, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alec DC Holland, Marvel crossover uh, with Swamp Thing, and Abby's husband Matt Cable, who was Alec Holland, alive Alec Holland's one of his best friends, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of through all the, the Bronze Age stuff, Al Collins was trying to find out what happened to... Nope. Matt Cable was trying to find out what happened to Al Collins, and he thought the Swamp Thing killed him until they right. connected and all this stuff. Um, but now Al- Abby and Matt are married, and Matt's going a little, like, nuts for mm-hmm. a while. Um, stuff starts to kind of go weird with him. He starts to, like, be able to kind of make make hallucinations mm-hmm. real. Um and Abby and uh, Swamp Thing are, happen- are chilling out, being friends. Um, they're not lovers yet. I'm not waiting yet. for that. Oh, that's fun. That's plant, such sex. A- <laughs> plant sex is good. Um, but, like, Matt, uh, Abby is doing something, and then Matt chases after her drunk in a car, and then he gets mm-hmm. into a car crash. And then this little bee starts talking, or this fly starts talking, it's like, hey, like, I can keep you alive, like, on one condition. He's like, sure. And then he, like, flies into his mouth, and that's kind of the end of that. Mm-hmm. And you're like weird and then the next time you see matt he's like totally fine like matt cable's like hey what's up i'm like i'm sober everything's great and abby like notices it she's like he's been like weirdly great but then also he was kind of weird before mm-hmm. like he, like she's he, she kind of noticed that like where he was starting to like be able to like she didn't know he was making this hallucination things right but she noticed something was off about him mm-hmm. um and then matt uh, matt cable reveals that he actually He's actually Arcane, her uncle, who was killed, and, like, it's way more impactful if you read the book. Right. But it's, like, it's just, um, I wish I brought it so I could read examples. Um, but, like, when he reveals that, as he's revealing that, the entire world around him, like, the entire, like, state of Louisiana, basically, just evil starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole, like, kind of subplot of the fact that he brings back evil people from the dead, like, the people who, like, killed, uh, like, uh, like, kind of the people, like, uh, doubles murder suicide kind of thing, like, yeah. those people. Um, and, like, criminal, like, big criminals that ended up dying, mm-hmm. um, bringing them back, bringing the evil back. Yep. Um, and it starts covering that, like, is, he says a few words, and, like, he, they have a little, like, a few kind of lines back and forth, and then it cuts to this thing, and... Meanwhile, in this city, or in this town, this man, or this woman is getting really tired of her mother. And it's, like, it's like tiny, mm-hmm. and, and then meanwhile, in this place, like, it cuts to, like, four of those yeah. in a row. And it's just, like, this this evil is growing and about to happen. Yeah. And then when he reveals he's arcane, like, the evil happens, basically. And then, it, it like, meanwhile, that same woman in that same town... Uh, finally has peace and quiet or something like mm-hmm. just this like tiny sinister stuff that, that that he keeps putting into words and it's just like chilling for this shit to be happening he's really going to that horror route he is he is, it really is like because it's it's officially kind of the end of the um not the officially the end officially the end of the comics authority is 2011 unfortunately but like this was when people just stopped caring yeah um and he went that horror route and like and and one of the things it was super fucking creepy and awesome to read but one of the things i really liked about it is it kind of took away the pomp and circumstance of matt cable's death yeah like where it was just like oh he's about to die he's about to die oh he's he's okay and then you reveal it's arcane it's like oh wait no so he has been dead but there's never this like 
he's dead moment. Mm-hmm. Like, when you kill off a main character, there's this right. he's dead moment. But it kind of removes that and makes it, like, almost, like, unsettling that, oh, fuck, he's, he's been dead. Yeah. That's, that's not Matt Cable anymore. We he don't get the that. Out from under it, it does. Yeah. And, and it, like, but it's, it's like, it doesn't go, haha, he's been dead all along. It's more of an inferred thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I am Arcane in his body. And then you as the reader are like, oh, wait, that means he's been dead. But the book never really addresses that. Right. Um, and it, so, like, it's kind of, it distracts you from that. Like, it, it takes away that character that you care about, that mm-hmm. you're interested in, and just overshadows it with the, the shit that's going on. Yep. And I was so intrigued by that that I was like, that is so cool that they, like, it, it's it, it's unorthodox to do that with a main character. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they defeat Arcane, and Matt Cable comes back for, like, four more lines for him to, like, kind of say his piece, and yeah. then die, and the whole ceremoniously, he's dead, and gets the pomp and circumstance. And I was like, aww. Yeah. I kind of hope they just kill the body, and then that's like, and then they can, like, warn about Matt Cable. Right. But, like, there was never that moment. But they kind of, they went back to that moment, and I was a little upset about it, but, like, I mean, you can't yeah. be mad at Alan Moore. Let's no. be honest. Yeah, no. Everything he does is perfect. He is literally Midas. <laughs> Everything he touches is gold. Um, so I'm working on that. Uh, I'm almost at the end of volume two. Uh, I had this dream that I was like, I was hanging out at a beach with people. There's a whole subplot to the dream. The dream was, the dream had a plot. Okay. This was really weird. I'm going to tell you about it when we go home. Like, this right. was a really interesting dream. Uh, and it's so vivid. Um, but, like, part of it was, like, I was wanting to read Swamp Thing, and, like, there was always this thing that prevented me from reading it. Like, <laughs> I, like, it was always something that, like, it was something different that made me not able to read it. Not that, like, I got distracted, but, like, I would read it, and I'd be like, wait, I don't remember this happening. Like, I'd flip it to, like, the, we're mm-hmm. about halfway or wherever I thought I was, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't look familiar. And I'd fl- keep flipping backwards, so, like, I don't, like, and I'd look at the front cover and be like, uh, book two, and it'd be like, or it'd be like, uh, volume two. And I'm like, alright, that's right, that's right. And like I flipped the color, and then at the top it says Swamp Thing Book Six, Volume Two. <sighs> so like I was like, it, it like it kind of combined the volumes and the books thing in right. my brain to be like, oh wait, fuck, this is Book Six. I need Book Two, Volume Two. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I had to find that. And then there was a character that in the dream that I don't know who he is, but he was like my enemy for the for the dream. Um, and like he had like taken them to the car. Like he's like, oh, I thought you wanted me to take him. I was like, fucking. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> um, but no, uh, there's that. I finished uh, uh, Avatar. I have been watching Community. I need to get. I want to get into that. I thought you had watched it. No. Who has been telling me to watch it? Probably Andrew. That's who it is. Andrew's been telling me because I'm on episode five, and it's just it's fun. It's episodic. There's not an overarching plot, but mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of character development as it goes, and it's just kind of fun. Yeah. That's all great characters. I. I have recommended to Hannah that we make that our half-hour show that we watch occasionally in the evenings after we finish The Office and Parks and Rec. Okay. Oh, because you haven't seen Parks and Rec. Nope. <laughs> Only the memes. Oh, there's so, so much to watch. But yeah, uh, I've been watching that. It's fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's my it's my dinner. Uh, my dinner or lunch thing. Yeah. Short enough to watch it. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, I downloaded League of Legends finally. Hmm. Uh, Nick and Gage Lol. finally wore me down. Huh? Lol. Lol. Uh, they finally wore me down to do it. Uh, and I gotta say, I understand why it's addicting. It mm-hmm. is kind of addicting. Because, like, it appeals to... 
I'm sure all of my Swamp Thing rant didn't get... Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, it appeals to the, what I like about it. So basically the way I saw it described, and it really makes sense, is it's mini RPG games. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you have a game like Skyrim where you start with nothing, you start with no skills, and you level up, and you get to choose where you put your skills, and you get to le- create your character in such a way, and you play your character in such a way that it's role-playing. You get to roll, like choose your right. role. And it's really fun. I always, and I love that everything, like a game of fucking Minecraft, like Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, everything that's starting with nothing and building up. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Which is why I start games like Minecraft and Civ over so much. It's just because I like that starting from the beginning and like getting big. It feels good. It feels really good. And it does that. It's like 20 minute games at the most, or if you're like really fast, like. 10 minutes games if, mm-hmm. if you really suck or they really suck <laughs> um, but it all, you always start with nothing mm-hmm. you have your you do have your role if you choose your champion and like your champion will be something like will have it's kind of inherent role mm-hmm. like I, I like the range doing a lot of damage but I'm a squishy like so, someone so much sneezes on my face and I'm dead but like okay. I do a fuck ton of damage from like a distance I love that role mm-hmm. so there's a couple characters that I'll stick to but, like, you always start with no gear, no level, no abilities, and you, you build that up, and it's, right. like, 20 minutes. And I just, it's, like, it's a really quick, like, you get that ability, that level up stuff, mm-hmm. and then you start over. And it's, like, and it appeals to that yeah. fast-paced, uh, like, just, and it's satisfying when you kill someone. Like, it's, it's, like, it's been going for a long time, and it just hits all those really really smart moves of a game mm-hmm. to get you addicted. Um, yeah. So that's I'm I'm not addicted addicted. I'm mildly addicted because I, I it's I'm mildly addicted. I can take it or leave it because I'm still playing Assassin's Creed and comics. Right. But like it's also something I can play with Gage online. Mm-hmm. So that's and Nick. That, but, yeah, it's important. But Nick lives here. Right. I, I can see him more often. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, it's good. I've uh, been playing that. Um, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Alright, cool. Not really much news. It's been kind of a... I was trying to scroll through to see if anything was happening, but... Like, last week was big news because we got the, the Tenet trailer and the, um... Um... The, uh, the other thing. The Snyder Cut. That was the thing. Yeah. And now there's a... There's a small, um... Group rising for the air cut. Of Suicide Squad. I think that would be pretty good. That one I think would be good because it's a different, like, it completely changes the style. It makes yeah. it it makes it what it was filmed for rather mm-hmm. than the Snyder Cut where it was just like, the same plot, same everything. It's just, there's less. Right. I mean, oh, they did reveal, reveal a pic, the picture of uh, Darkseid, which oh, is from know. a distance. It looks fine. I still think that. What's the thing that was it? Um, Riley said, uh, not uh, Ridley Scott said that like once you show the monster, it loses. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. One, I mean, once you show the monster, it loses its its fear. Like yeah. it, the, the... your your own imagination is much better at scaring yourself yeah. than. And so, else. like. I understand that there was, like, you had this Steppenwolf. That was, like, a good move was to have this Lieutenant Steppenwolf step in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> step in, wolf. Uh, and, like, and and do a whole bunch of damage where it's, like, putting them on their heels constantly. And he's like, 
Oh, I'm just a lieutenant. This motherfucker's gonna kill, come and murder you. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's like Thanos, where we did mm-hmm. see him, but, like, we didn't see his power. His power was the monster. Right. Uh, we saw him in Avengers, but, like, his power was what was scary, and we never saw that. Right. And then, like, so you see this, you get this eight years of build-up to this, this Thanos that you have, like, you got fucking, um, what's his name, the Crete guy. Uh, Ronan. Ronan was terrified of him, despite how powerful he was. Loki was terrified of him, despite how powerful he was. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people are powerful and they're terrified of him. And you're like, what is this thing? What can he do? And then they capitalized on that with the beginning of Infinity War, where he just beats the living shit out of Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they capitalized it, and then it just it, it solidifies that fear. Yes. With this, like... I mean, they ended up beating Steppenwolf, but Steppenwolf's like, oh, Darkseid's gonna go. If they show Darkseid, and they're gonna have him, like, fight, I think, a little bit, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see what happens, but, um, when's the Snyder, when's the Snyder Cut coming? It's like... It's probably next year. Next year. Oh, I thought it was coming soon. So I think they gotta do some effects work, and, um, I don't remember the date. Yeah. Um, oh, they- shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the J.K. Simmons have contracted to appear in multiple Spider-Man movies as J. Uh, J. J. Jameson. Yes. So yes. So which means they're going to be multiple Spider-Man movies. We're also getting him back. Yes. Uh, DC cancels over twenty comics of from their upcoming line. Let's see if they're. Oh God. Oh God. What? They're canceling Green Lantern and Batman, and the Flash. Whoa. What's okay? Hang on, I gotta like, read this. They're paper. doing something then. Brandon canceled. The majority comes from the dollar line with eighteen books, and the other four are made of the facsimile line. Those titles include Batman, Catwoman, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Dark Knight, Metal, and more. So you can check out the full list of cancellation. Uh, no reason to be giving cancellation, but it seems likely these release were deemed non-essential for the current marketplace. DC made several changes to release to its release process over the course of the pandemic, even going so far as altered the distribution method. God, Jesus. Well, that sounds dramatic. I need it. Yeah, I need to like keep reading into this. Yeah. Because well, there was two. Okay. I gotta find out if uh, twenty-two issues between the two brands have been canceled. The majority comes from the dollar. Uh, I think it's just single issues. Okay. Maybe not the lines. Yeah. But there's also this interesting thing. There's Wonder Woman number 22, number Wonder Woman number 14 from 2005, and a Wonder Woman number 206 from 1987. I don't know if that's like Wonder Woman 286, that, that Wonder Woman line is following. The, I gotta do more research on this, because that's really weird that there's three different Wonder Womans, mm-hmm. and two different Catwomans number one. I don't know if it's the actual line. I think it may have been like a, a republish of old issues. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do more research on that and get back to that. And I'll uh, post it on Twitter or something. guess so. That's weird. That is weird. I'm sure there's some reasonable explanation somewhere in there. Yeah, the pandemic. That's their only explanation. <laughs> the pandemic. Yep. Uh, any other news? Uh, I just saw a headline that Ryan Gosling is going to be joining a Wolfman movie. Oh. Marv? Yes. Dude. No. <laughs> how fucking great would it be to just have a movie that's all of Marv Wolfman's comics ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
300 hours long. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's an understatement. Takes you like a year straight to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Anyway. Um, it looks like, yeah, so he's going to be in it. It looks like a, a modern interpretation where he's a reporter, kind of a network slash nightcrawler vibe. Um, well, we're great at finding news yeah. before the episode, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, do better at that. Yep. Uh, no, I, I have some faith in the whole Universal Monsters property after Invisible Man because that was a really solid movie, mm-hmm. um, and it was a new and interesting interpretation where they took some important word. The latest change has to do with several of its upcoming scheduled reprint issues. Okay, so that's a clickbait then. Yep. Bye bye. Fuck off. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you I know who who published it. Comic book, Smith. Comicbook.com. Of course. Classic. Yeah. Clickbait motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd watch Ryan Gosling as a wolf. Yeah, I'd watch Ryan Gosling. I do watch Ryan Gosling. Never Mostly did. in the shower. Yeah. I watch him in bed. He's more peaceful to sleep. And I can touch him because he's not aware. It's true. Anyway, anyway, we're going to get a restraining order against us, and we're not even, like, in L.A. Is that where he lives? Where do you live? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, what's our topic today? Oh, it's a me topic, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to it. I've got my, uh, my topic in line. We were going to do this with Brendan, but we really just didn't have an idea for an episode today until about two hours ago, so. That's kind of par for the course for us, though. Assassin's Creed. What's that? It's a game. A series of games. What are those? Uh, they're things that you put your face in your girlfriend breaks up with you because you're constantly only playing that and not paying attention to her. Who's that? Who? Me? <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm not going to be talking too much about the games that exist as a whole. Uh, I'll be doing a little... So basically I want to talk about the historical possibilities of Assassin's Creed. Okay. Um... Basically, Assassin's Creed is this game where you're a person. I am. Right? And you're in the present day, and you get this thing called an Animus. Mm-hmm. And the Animus... Yeah, because you haven't... You weren't here for the Assassin's Creed episode. That was just me, Brendan Carter. It's yep. the only episode you've ever missed. Uh, I've never missed an episode. I'm better than you. If that's what you need to tell yourself to sleep. Yeah, right? I, I do. I really do. Uh, <laughs> um, so you get this thing called the Animus, and it lets you, it, it, they, they've created this idea of a genetic memory. It mm-hmm. reads your gene, your genetics, and you're able to actually relive the lives of your ancestors. Um, it requires you to be synchronized with what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So death is more of a desynchronization, uh-huh. uh, and doing things that your ancestor wouldn't do like killing innocent civilians will desynchronize you because it's not something that happened mm-hmm. but you live these like uh, you live this you you play through or you live through your ancestors lives right uh because there's this whole overarching thing of like the templars versus the assassins the templars as in the knights templar from the crusades mm-hmm. and the assassins as in the original assassins from the Crusades, which are this very tiny subset of the Islamic faith, mm-hmm. dressed in white, that would that became specialized in very specific assassinations. That's actually mm-hmm. when the name assassin or the word assassin came to being. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original game Assassin's Creed was based was in this. It was during the Crusades. You were in like okay. Acre and Damascus and like uh, um, 
bet Moose. I'm drawing a huge blank on the fucking city that housed the assassins. Like it, it, it was very, very historically based. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, obviously, since there was there was very little written about them and their role with the Templars, uh, it kind of fills in those blanks. It's kind of what Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. does. So that was based in the Crusades. Uh, the second game, so the assassins in the in the Templars. The idea is they exist in the Crusades for real. They are real things. Every character is based on a real character, except mm-hmm. for like your character, right? Um, like your master, the master assassin is a different name, but was a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. But there's this idea that uh, they still exist under different names. Um, okay, and what's happening is they're fighting over these things, these artifacts of a race that came before. It's called the Isu. Okay. Um, it was this race that existed like uh, millennia ago. And what it actually is, is like they build this lore of like these, these beings that all the Greek and Roman gods were actually Isu. Okay. They, were the, they, they were highly advanced people mm-hmm. that actually created the human race as slavery Okay. Uh, it's it's really interesting early on how they fill this in. It, it's kind of getting co- convoluted. The last couple of games really accent, like really focus on that. Mm-hmm. But like, you learn in the second or third game that like we were created, humans were created by these Isu to be slaves, and there was these artifacts that they would create to control people. Okay. And there's this thing called the Apple of Eden mm-hmm. that was mainly used to control the minds of the people. That was kind of like one of the primary control the minds of people. And they all all these artifacts have different abilities. Mm-hmm. Um. And Adam and Eve were these two humans that stole the apple of Eden and led this revolution of the humans to split from them. So it fills Very in that it fills in that biblical aspect, yeah, okay. um, kind of combining everything, and it, it, it does a really interesting job early on of kind of filling all that and making right. it more like robust, mm-hmm. um, rather than just like like religious texts where it's kind of like it, it's flimsy, it, it's oral, it's written down, and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I don't know what sentences I was saying, what point I was making with that. But anyway. Um, it's more like Lord of the Rings than Silmarillion. Yeah. Um, so when so you, you have these assassins and Templars that are present day mm-hmm. trying to find all these really powerful artifacts of the of that Isu, of the race that came of those that came before. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they go back and relive their ancestors back in those times. They find the ancestors that did come in contact with these things uh, and find out okay. where they put them and then go get them oh that's okay there's um, a reason there it's yeah just kind of a fun little yeah no they're they're at war and they're utilizing like your, your main character for the first four games five games was actually taken the first game you were taken captive by the templars to find uh, find your ancestor they knew your your ancestor was like one of the really pivotal ones that mm-hmm. had the apple of eden stuff um but then you what? escape and like yeah okay. so it's uh, it, that's kind of the rule, and basically what happens. So that's that's the that's the premise of the game series, right? And what, but that's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on like what actually like how the historical context works in the games. Mm-hmm. So the first game is the Crusades, right? Second and third game. A uh, second game is Renaissance Italy. You you're this you're this uh, you're Ezio. You're this guy who's running around in Florence uh, at the height of the Medici. Mm-hmm. Uh, during you know what the Pazzi conspiracy is. Not really. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of historical stuff. You're not, like, super knowledgeable about history, but you do know some history, so you're going to recognize some stuff. I remember when we did the Drunk Master vs. Sober Novice attempt on that one, and 
follow Machiavelli around for a little bit. Yeah, you, you got Machiavelli. Uh, you've got Leonardo da Vinci. He's mm-hmm. one of your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you run around. You run around Venice. Um, you get Carnival in the middle there. You cool. can be in there in Carnival. Uh, uh, Montegirione, which is an actual like small city, which is kind of your base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get all these famous people that you're playing around with. But like it's. Uh, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into aspects of that as I get into later games. So that's that. Mm-hmm. The second game, you're uh, you're still Ezio. This is the only trilogy of the series where you're the same character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Assassin's Creed 1, Assassin's Creed 2, then there's Assassin's Creed 3. But before 3, there's the two other games of Ezio's. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's really confusing when you say, like, the fourth game or, like, the sixth game. Right. Because there's these two games that aren't numbered. Uh, but Brotherhood is you are in Renaissance Rome. Uh, okay. you are dealing with the Borgia, uh, who is Pope Alexander VI, mm-hmm. who has a lot of, like, uh, scandal with, like, incest and, like, just bad everything. It was, like, the height of using the papal power for personal gain. Some good old-fashioned Targaryen stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's him, uh, in, in the, in the, uh, uh, and Revelations, which is the fourth game, but it's not the f- game number four. <laughs> it's great. I'm lost. <laughs> People who play the game all the time are lost. When we talk, when Brendan and I talk about like the fourth game, we're like, "You're talking about four? Or you're talking about the fourth? About Revelations?" <laughs> um, that follows still Ezio, but you're in Turkey in Constantinople. Mm-hmm. The like kind of the 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 precipice of the the transition from the Byzantine Empire to the like uh the the the, the... I'm drawing no the Constantine Empire to the Byzantine Empire. Okay. Like that 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 big power shift. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of that. Uh you're dealing with some pretty important this one delves less into you're dealing with important people. A lot of people are made up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do deal with like the Sultan and his kid and like there's there was like a power struggle of like the uncle trying to kill the kid and then kill the brother so that he can take power and that actually happened and you're dealing with that stuff. Lion King story. Yeah. Um good old Hamlet. Um Macbeth. Hamlet. Hamlet? God, I never remember. They did the same thing to me. <laughs> um sure I don't lose it all. Uh so that's that's that game. Then we're done with Ezio. Okay. And then we start getting into more stuff that you would know. So the third game, mm-hmm. Game 3, okay, Assassin's Creed 3, is set in the American Revolution. Okay. You are a Native American mm-hmm. uh, who is dealing with what's going on with the, with the American Revolution. And this one, I really like the principle behind it. Because it doesn't... So up until then, everyone has been... Either the atta- uh, the good guys or the bad guys. Right. Um, you've had the bad guys that are all Templars. Like, the Borgia were Templars. The mm-hmm. Constantine, uh, uh, Constantine Empire were basically all Templars. The, um, the, uh... The literal Templars were the Templars. The literal Templars were the Templars. The Potsy were the Templars. Like, stuff like that. You mm-hmm. had, like, that bad side. With this one, you're an assassin who is trying to get revenge. It's not like, I need to defeat the Templars. Mm-hmm. You're this guy who's like, I need to get revenge on this one guy that burned down my village. Okay. He happens to be a Templar, so you're like trying to track him down, and you get sucked into the assassin world. Mm-hmm. Um, your dad happens to be a Templar, which is a fun little thing. Oh, that, like, uh, well, you knew it going in. Because yeah. um, you play actually as his dad as a Templar for like the first three chapters. Uh-huh. Um, 
and then they reveal at the end, it's like, oh, welcome to the Templar Order, and you're like, what? Uh, great plot twist. Um, and then you know that he's the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're doing this stuff, and it's really interesting because he doesn't care about the American Revolution War mm-hmm. because he's a Native American. It's a bunch of these whiteys that just showed up, killed his people, and then they're fighting over his land. He's like, fuck all of you. <laughs> I don't care about you. Like, he literally, like, just has a disdain for, like, George Washington. Ben Franklin's a fun guy. Um, but, like, you're, you're coming across all these founding fathers, and it slides you into... Previous games have filled in the gaps of historical ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, so Borgia, his son, Cesare Borgia, mm-hmm. who was the captain general at the time, died on a battlefield, but doesn't have any more details about that. So they okay. fill you in, you put you in there, and you're the one that killed him. It does that, like, it right. fills in these tiny little gaps. Um, and it's great, because that's just stuff that we don't have information on. Mm-hmm. When you get to the American Revolution, you have much better record-keeping about this stuff. So it's harder right. to, like, fill you into those ambiguities. It does kind of uh, exploit some of those ambiguities, but... It does a smaller job of putting you in the ambiguities and putting you just kind of among the events. Okay. Like, you're, you go to the Battle of Bunker Hill because there's a target on the British side and you mm-hmm. need to, so you're like in the middle of the Battle of Bunker Hill, but you're not changing the course of the Battle of Bunker Hill. Right. Um, there is one battle, I cannot remember what it is, I think it's like Lexington or something, mm-hmm. that, uh, um, it did, and I, can't, I need to do my history, and someone with a history major is going to correct me on this, or like a specialty in the American Revolution. One of these battles just like shifted on a dime, and no one really knows how. Mm. So it puts you there. Okay. Um, I believe you are the shot that heard, that's heard around the world. Oh, that's um, I can't remember. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, you're riding around with Paul Revere, and they make Paul Revere a fucking annoying asshole. He was in real life. Okay, good. They they, they capitalize <laughs> on that. Yeah, he was he was drunk and mostly failed at his job, and his some of his buddies were, that were also doing the same thing, trying to spread the word. Uh, actually, because he got caught and hung, hanged. Uh, <laughs> so the the idea of the assassins and Templars, and, and this is going to become more pervasive through the rest of the games, which is why I'm mentioning mm-hmm. it now. Uh, is the assassins are all about free will and human freedom, and the t- Templars are all about control and order and, like, it's not slavery. It, order needs to happen. Right. And it towards... I have, I have a question. Yes. What about the cows? So there were some cows, and they were launched into space, see? It was the, the, the herd shot around the world. <laughs> How are they involved in all this? You, you mentioned them. <laughs> Preston has left the room. Uh, did I really say that? No, you said the shot heard around. Okay, I thought I like flubbed, and you were like trying, you were like mulling on that flub for a while, trying to think about you. No, that's a classic joke. Um, Templars but, are so the Templars are Batman, and the assassins are the Joker. Kind of. <laughs> so the My idea, analogies are getting worse and worse. The idea in later games is that one of them cannot like one winning will bring about the end of the world because you cannot have order or chaos mm-hmm. in isolation. There needs to be a little bit. Like, okay. There needs to be a balance. Like, that's the order. Uh, that's kind of like what it gets into later. Um, so it's more like the force. Kind of, yeah. And it, like, uh, you do know that, like, Templars... 
wanting order tends to attract people that want control and power. Right. So that tends to be why bad guys are Templars. Okay. But they're like, people I don't think they've played into the idea of good Templars where they're like, look, we just need to like pe- keep people safe. Like we need a structure of government. Batman. Batman. <laughs> we need we need a structure of government to keep people safe and make sure shit doesn't just go to hell. Mm-hmm. Like we'll allow freedom, like stuff like that. Um, right. I don't think they've played into that. I haven't seen it. I already forgot about it. But so you get into Assassin's Creed Four, and it's the first time they start going back in time. Okay. Um, because uh, up until then it's gone forward. Right. Um, Assassin's Creed Four is the last one they used a number for. It's called Heaven Before Black Flag. It's the first time they used a name. It's the last time they used a number. This is the boats one. This is the boats one. This is the golden age of piracy in the in the uh, Caribbean. Boats, boats, boats. Boats, 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 boats. You got your Captain Kid. Well, actually, the kid of Captain Kid. Because Captain Kid's a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Blackbeard, who's your buddy. Heck yeah. You got um, um, Hornigold, who's your buddy. Mm-hmm. Actually, you kind of hate him. He's kind of becomes an enemy. Um, Most pirates do eventually. You got uh, oh god, I'm drawing a blank on all of their names. But like, you got all the big pirates that are like Jack your friends. Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> Actually, there's a reference to that movie in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but so the, the thing is with this one, this one really pulls away from the Templars mm-hmm. for a long time. Like this has in the Templars. Okay. Basically, you're this guy Edward Kenway, who's actually the grandfather of Connor, who's the Native American. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh. Checking the recording, checking the recording. <laughs> See, this one's difficult because you're kind of driving here. I'm just doing yeah. the snarky, snarky sides. So. Um. So you're just a, a guy who wants I money. I do. Yeah. That's true. Nick is calling me. What is he doing that for? I work. I'll let her know, and I'll ask her, and we'll. I'll let you know. Cool. Gotcha. All right. Cool. I'll talk to you later. Bye. High quality podcast content, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Oh, phase two for reopen Norman oh, starts tomorrow. Cool. Oh, you're gonna have to cut that shit out unless you just want to <laughs> that into <No>. a nightmare. <laughs> that'll be that'll be weird. Uh, no, Nick's been moving. Like mm. he he's been packing for the past week, and they moved today. Oof. And we were gonna do a double date at some point this weekend, mm-hmm. and then he's like, maybe maybe not, maybe like next next weekend after the yeah. barbecue. But we'll see what happens. Anyway. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? The assassins and the Templars, and they, um, Black Flag is the one where you don't talk about the Templars. You have this guy named Edward Kinway. Yes. So your guy's name, uh, your guy, this guy named Edward Kinway. Okay. And you can chop that. So let's okay. give you a. All right. And this guy named Edward Kinway, who's actually the grandfather of Connor, who was the guy from Assassin's Creed 3. Ah. Um, I could have said that better the second time, but I didn't. Doesn't matter. I think um, there's kind of like a ceiling. There's like a, this is how good you're going <laughs> yeah. to say it. You kind of just got to suck it. I think all of our listeners are aware of that. Yeah. Um, all one of them. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and so you're this pirate, and you, all you care about is money. And so you come across this guy who happens to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you start off, you're just on a boat, and he's on a boat, and he goes fight, and you go and kill him, because you're a pirate, and you want to kill it, and so mm-hmm. you kill him, and he has this thing, 
and like there's like is this note that's like, hey, there's a lot of money for this thing, and it turns out he's a traitor assassin. He's gonna go give things to the Templars. He's selling out the assassins. Okay. And you're like, oh hey, there's a lot of money involved. I don't give a shit who the assassins and Templars are, but I'm just gonna go finish this contract, pretend to be this guy. And he goes, he does things, and you kinda like get mixed up in this whole assassin Templar mm-hmm. thing. And like It's a cool concept for a plot, way to mix it up. Yeah, and like and it's really interesting because it I'm just realizing how genius this is. Pirates really care about freedom. So his natural instinct and his natural beliefs make him fit with the assassins really well. Mm-hmm. So as he gets mixed up in this stuff, uh, one of the, the, the Captain Kid turns out to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like you get in fix all of it and then they're like, hey, you you believe what we believe. And like they start saying like uh, the, the character starts telling him like, hey, like we have this thing that like nothing is true, everything is permitted explains what that means and he goes yeah that actually makes a lot of sense and it like kind of brings him in towards mm-hmm. the end doesn't really become an assassin until the very end right but like uh he's just he's just doing jobs it's it's money for him like they're mm-hmm. like hey if you want to like kill all these like Templars we'll pay you because sure they're assassination contracts we're a giant secret organization we got money to throw around yeah, exactly <laughs> uh so that's kind of how that one works and it's the height of that stuff and it's really interesting to have uh that allows you to get back more into the ambiguity. Like, uh, Blackbeard died. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these rumors of Black, about Blackbeard and it plays to those. Fun. Um, there's like, there's just stuff about the Caribbean that's like, that it's not, it's kind of ambiguous, so it plays to that. That mm-hmm. returns back to that filling in the ambiguity. Yeah. The next game is Assassin's Creed Unity. No longer saying numbers. So this is okay. Unity. Um, but Unity is like number one, so they started over. Yes. No. <laughs> and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, each one of the other ones connect to the next number that'll be subsequent. Cool. Good luck. Uh, so Unity is in the French Revolution, oui, and oui. it really just like hammers home the whole Templar thing. Like you are a full blown assassin from your childhood. Your father was an assassin. Mm-hmm. You're in the assassin order. The assassin order is like this fleshed out underground thing. There. Kind of a full uh, reversal of the last one. Yeah. Um, and your girlfriend is a Templar, and you guys grew up as a kid, and, like, um, there's... This is the bad game. <laughs> okay. I don't... I have finished it one time, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious because, like, I played it, and I played it, and I played it, and I rage quit because there's a lot of bugs with it. It's not... It, there's just a lot to it that's kind of bad, mm-hmm. and I never finished it. Then I went back, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to finish the game. Turns out I was in the last mission. Nah. Like, I beat the mission, and it was like, end of game, and I'm like, all right. And then when I played through all the Assassin's Creed a while ago, I think mm-hmm. I talked about that, I got to Unity and I rage quit it again. I haven't finished it a second time. It's just, there's a lot wrong with the game. Mm-hmm. The story is the French Revolution. You're coming across all these people, but the problem is there's a lot of stuff that's written down about the French Revolution. Yep. The other problem is it takes away what I really like about the game where it fills in this ambiguity of history, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make you part of history. History is happening around you while you're doing your own shit. Right. And I don't like that. Like, you just kind of, like, all these, like, side stories. You come across Robespierre. Mm-hmm. He's not a main character that you, you do one side mission for him. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he needs you to, uh, and then you come across the guy who wrote the initial, uh, the, 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 the Constitution, basically, thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's like, oh, I lost my first draft, and you get it. And you come and bring it back to him, that's the end of talking to him. Mm-hmm. It, I don't like that it's, like, it's, it, you can remove, you can put this story in any setting. Right. And I don't like that. That's what I liked about all the other games is like, for Edward Kenway, you need to be in the Golden Age of Pirates. That's what mm-hmm. this story is about. You need to be in the in the Renaissance Italy because that's what the story is about. Mm-hmm. 
the characters that you become really close to are about that. Like, it's the American Revolution that you fit into this because that's what it's about. Okay. But this one, it's just, you're doing your own Assassin, Assassin Templar thing. There's this fucking war happening and whatever. Like, I'm a French guy and, like, yay, freedom. But, like, it doesn't fucking matter. And that's one of the problems with it. But it does... This is where I'm, I'm going to avoid this aspect of this thing for the rest of the... But it, it completely changes the way that the game is... The mechanics of the game. Like, you, mm. you, then it introduces gear loadouts and, like, upgraded gear uh, and skill yeah. sets and stuff like that. Which I really like. Right. Like, that's the stuff I really enjoy. But I'm not going to be focusing on that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about for the games. Mm-hmm. The next game is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Which is my f- second favorite game. Brotherhood is my favorite game because it's just okay. a great game. That's why we did it for Drunk Hazard for so Novice, which is still yet to come out. Um... Syndicate is set in the Industrial Revolution in London. What? And it's it, this is where it really starts to kind of go. Okay, what can we do? Because there's guns are just everywhere now, mm-hmm. and the main weapon of the assassins is the hidden blade and swords. Right. So, like, how do we balance this like hidden blade being stealthy when everything's about just like guns and shit? Um, and so this is when they really face the problem of. We need to start making people up. The main villain in Assassin's Creed Syndicate is a fake person. Yeah, but these are Scrooge. <laughs> See him? Yeah. Is in the industrial? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but he's a made-up person because people who were alive then have alive, like, great-grandchildren now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and especially, like, there are little bits where you can be your kid Mm-hmm. Or you're, oh no, great great grandparents. Industrial Revolution is farther away. But one thing, like there's a slight little thing where you can, your character can go into a, a, this technology glitch, and you actually play as your that character's grandkid mm-hmm. who's in World War One. Oh, kind of risky with that because that's actually where your great grandparents were in World War One and are real people. Yeah. So you can't do that. It's really risky. Like even with uh, with Syndicate, you're coming across like. Uh, Queen Victoria, like that's mm-hmm. one of your friends. You're dealing with Karl Marx, you're dealing with Charles Dickens, you're dealing with Charles Darwin, mm-hmm. uh, like all these people that were around at that time, and like you're, and they become more pivotal. That's that's where they kind of fix that. Okay. This Rose Beer is one side mission. No, like you actually have a full storyline with these people. Okay. Um, and it's like all of these people are good guys because their descendants are alive and will fight you back. Um, so that is when they go, all right, syndicate, that's your revolution. Next game, ancient Egypt, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they went all the way back. And I'm ignoring all the side games. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like the, uh, which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. there's one where you're actually playing as a Templar, uh, who is the one that killed the Unity main character's dad. Mm-hmm. You didn't catch any of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm but trying like, to think of it. I need to somehow make syndicate. Two. I know. I'm, I'm trying to speak struggling. as fast as I can. So you well, can... the thing is, S, the letter S kind of looks like a two. Tunicate. That's that's as good as I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's all these side games. Um, Rogue was one of them. There's Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which is based on Assassin's Creed Three, and you're an ex-slave, stuff like that. But ancient Egypt, you are now this. Uh, this guy that's a Medjai, who is the basically the, the the special forces police of the Pharaoh, mm-hmm. but it's like the end of the Pharaoh age essentially. Okay. Um, your the Pharaoh at the time is Ptolemy the Second, 
Okay. Uh, you are friends with Cleopatra. Cool. You are involved in the assassination of Julius Caesar. Nice. Um, the, you know, Cleopatra died by an asp. That was you. It's like, it's kind of ambiguous. It, 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 fill, it, when you, when you go back to this one and then the next game, which I'll get to, there is so little that it's not ambiguity. It's just no knowledge. You kind of write the story. Yeah. You write that you have written the story. Like you, you, mm-hmm. the the story has really nothing else to do. There are these figures. There are these few pivotal moments, like a, uh, like Julius Caesar getting assassinated, mm-hmm. uh, assassinated, assassinated, assassinated. <laughs> uh, uh, Cleopatra taking down Ptolemy the second, like stuff like that. There are these big moments, and you're involved in those. But for the most part, it's this completely original story. Mm-hmm. Which is totally fine, because it's a good story. Um, and you're, like, you can climb in the, 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 the pyramids, and, like, the Sphinx's nose is already gone, because I think it was already gone at that point. Um, Probably. And, like, stuff like that. Uh, side note, I saw this thing that they found out, that, like, that researchers know that, like, the Sahara Desert, every, like, 22,000 years, changes its biome. Hmm. Like, it's a desert right now, but, like, 22,000 years ago, it was, like, a lush rainforest. Hmm. It's fucking crazy. Weird. Then, like, there was, like, pictures, like, uh, like, rendered pictures of, like, the Sphinx, like, covered in, like, vines, and there's just trees everywhere, and it's green. It's like, that's nuts! <laughs> the equator's ridiculous, man. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway. Uh, so that's that one. And the the idea is you form the hidden ones, which so remember the Crusades, that's when the first assassins were. Right. That organization has existed, the Templars had existed just under a different name. Right. And the assassins were known as the hidden ones. Okay. And the Templars went through a fuck ton of names. There were the The, the visible ones. The visible ones. <laughs> uh there were the cults of cosmos in the re- most recent game. There were this other okay. thing, like cults, like all these cults, like little groups that want to control everything. Mm-hmm. Um and just when the Crusades happened, that's when the Assassins kind of became a more publicly known, okay, more or less publicly known thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were the beginning of the Hidden Ones. That's the beginning of these Assassins. Mm-hmm. So then when they announced Odyssey and they went, hey, we're going to go back even further to like almost 400 BC to ancient Greece. We're like, the fuck are you going to do? Like, the, the hidden ones don't exist. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have a hidden blade in this one. Like, they, they've taken away, like, the main thing. That, like the, And so what they did with the Odyssey is they actually really just focused in on this Isu knowledge, this lore. Uh, okay. Like, they that really built this lore. Uh, because your ancient Greece, the Greek gods are the Isu, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, right now, I'm actually in the, the, the DLC of the Fate of Atlantis. Atlantis was an Isu city. Okay. You're literally straight up talking to Hermes, who is just an That's Isu. Fun. Like, you're talking to these people who are just straight up alive still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're just actually things. Um, and so, Odyssey, you are the granddaughter of Leonidas. Mm-hmm. Um, you're using the Spear of Leonidas, which is, like, which is, like, broken, and it's got, like, a lot of abilities, and they start to fill in, like... Leonidas, you are all descendants of the, the Isu, like this, and, and that's kind of the that's part of this whole thing. That like all these descendants that have the genetic memory are have a fraction of a DNA of the Isu. Mm-hmm. Some more shit, uh, but basically, 
you are you're in there in the height of Greece. You're during the Peloponnesian War, so you're you're talking to uh, all like Socrates and like I know you hate this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Socrates and Plato, and like you're talking to all these philosophers and playwrights. You like playwrights. Archibaldi's, like, all these, like, fun things where, like, this is really when they started using plays as propaganda, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, um, you got your Pericles, the father of democracy. You got your, uh, 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 drawing a blank on the Greek, on the Spartan, go- on the Spartan kings. Posseus, who was one of them, and the other guy. Uh, just, you're nodding and you have no idea. I didn't know who they were until I researched. I always like doing that. Whenever a person comes, I'm like, are they a real person? I looked up. <laughs> um, but like, you're doing, you're, you're around there and it's kind of funny because your character also just doesn't really care about philosophy. So Socrates starts going like, so is one life worth the same as another? What if you had this person and this person? It's, a, it's the first role playing game where mm-hmm. like your decisions affect other things so you can choose what you say. Mm-hmm. And he goes, interesting. And like, he starts, like, talking to you at one point, and you're just like, look, I don't fucking have time. Can we just, like, can we get, like, get moving with the, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. But uh, that that is where we're at with the with, with ancient Greece, and we mm-hmm. know more. And so what I really want to talk about, all that build-up. Okay, that was a lot of build-up. I don't know what time, what the actual time is. I don't know how, that, how long that phone call was. Not that long. Uh, so we're at... Let me see what time we're at. We're at an hour, so we can fill cool. about 15 minutes. This is where I can bring you into the discussion. Yay! So the next game is set in kind of this first wave of Viking raids mm-hmm. uh, in, I can't remember what year it was. 700 somewhere? 700, yeah, around there. It's kind Your, of started. The villain is King Alfred. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he's not going to be like a super villain. Um, like it's going to be more like nuanced than that. But let me some nuance. We there's kind of an assumption right now of what's going to happen. It's like this is going to be the first uh, since there was kind of three waves of Viking raids. Mm-hmm. What they might do is like since they are now broaching into role playing games, you have the first game and it's that first wave. But then they actually do this is the next tr- uh, trilogy, like Ezio trilogy, uh-huh. is, where like the next game is you're then a, like a kid or a grandkid of your main character. Mm-hmm. And what you can do, what you can do in Mass Effect is when you play your game in the first game, mm-hmm. when you play the second game, you can actually import your save data from the first game. Oh, so all the decisions you made in the last game affect this game. Interesting. And it's really cool how it works. Since that's one of the only games that does that, mm-hmm. they could do that where you import your decisions and like you have your uh, your settlement that Vikings had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you build that your own way. You import your data. Your settlement's the same in the next game. Okay. And then they do the third wave where it's the same thing and like mm-hmm. it, it, stuff like this develops. Um, but it's, it's the Vikings. Alright. And it's a really interesting one. You go full more berserker and you're just gonna murder people. So what Brendan and I really like talking about, and I wish I had Brendan here, but, oh well. Uh. I'll sub in. I have a beard also. What other settings could exist? What times could exist where this, this idea of the control versus the chaos, like, Mm -hmm. these two sides... Could could there be for more games? So you mentioned are, ancient China before. There are three games that are side scroller, side game, like indie, like smaller games. Mm-hmm. There is China, there is India, and there's Russia. Okay. I don't know their settings specifically, but those are the places they were, mm-hmm. and I don't like they wasted those three. Yeah. But there's a lot of places like there. There tends to be this 
this tendency for uh, big events bringing big people. Mm-hmm. So one thing we could, that they could very riskily do is American Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more recent than the Industrial Revolution. Yep. Literally the kids are alive of people that were involved in that. Yep. So it's very risky. Very risky. So what are other, like, so I mentioned China. Right. Brandon and I, I really hope this is dope. It should be on yours. Um, okay. Brandon and I have discussed briefly about China versus the Mongols when the Great Wall was being built. Right. You had talked about this briefly on a previous episode, but I liked the, the concepts you were yeah. throwing around. Um, so the thing that's really... They said they're not going to do China or Japan because those are really big markets for video games, and you don't want to mm-hmm. like change some stuff with that. You don't want to risk that okay. that relationship. Americans will buy anything. We didn't care. Like We yep. bought a game... America bought a game where you had to murder an entire uh, airport of innocent people. It happened in Call of Duty. Um, Always fun. Super controversial, but they still buy. So mm-hmm. they're like less worried about Americans, but like China has a lot more controls on that stuff. Yep. Um, the thing that's that's dangerous with doing a China versus the Mongols is Mongolia actually still kind of reveres Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. He like he's the father of their culture, yeah. and you risk losing that, and also angering that. Uh, that entire subset of, of Asia of like you're making the father of our culture a bad guy mm-hmm. which if we go back to my point about the fact that like there's a balance where they haven't done a, a Templar that's not a bad guy mm-hmm. that could be the chance Okay, where it's maybe they, they come up with so that's so far back there's so little we know about it like why he's doing Lou? Well, there probably is. Um, this would actually be good for Emily to be on for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have a different reason for him taking over mm-hmm. or trying to take over. Maybe, maybe there is like an assassin versus Templar thing, and maybe, like, maybe it's the the Templars playing both sides. Mm-hmm. That one of them is not the Templars, but they're being played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're this guy who starts to uncover this and go, "Oh shit, there's." Some American who's <laughs> got to be a white guy, um, but that could be that where like there is um, some reason behind that. Okay, uh, I'd, I'd imagine like there would be an uh, achievement for running the length of the Great Wall of China. <laughs> you just put the like lean something. Hey, that's my job. You like just lean something against the controller. And you just, and just like let it run. Let it run for the next week. How long would it take to run a, run the length of the Great Wall? Is like what three thousand miles. Um, so if you're like a really good distance runner, you can maybe and get you can like do like really consistently. You can probably do one percent like, of it. You can probably do fifty miles in a day. Yeah. Um, there's. This one guy that has like a freak superpower where his muscles don't break down. I've seen that guy. So he can he ran seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. <laughs> um, he can basically run forever as long as he has food and water yeah. at about a like a seven and a half minute mile pace. Yeah. Um. So even him, seven and a half minutes. Let's let's even bump it down to a six minute mile, so he can do ten miles an hour. That's going to take him. 300 hours that's going to take him uh, so we could say a year 
If you like that for sleeping. I mean, 3,000 miles would take him like a week and a half if he's running. If he's running 300 miles, like, so 10 miles an hour. 24 hours a day. Well, I'm saying like, he needs to, he needs to sleep. Okay. So give him like, let's we'll say half a day. Okay. 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day. 10 miles an hour. So that's 120, 120 miles, miles a day. So, um, then so 120 times. That's 10 days would bring it to 1,200. So 20 would be 24. So um, 25 days. 25 days. Okay, about a month. Okay. Let's make him do it. Okay. Let's protest that he does it. All right. Awesome. Anyway, so that's that one. <laughs> what are other moments in history? One that, one that came to mind for me would be the Spanish conquest of the Aztecs. Ooh. Yeah. We haven't touched South America yet. Yeah. Because so far we've done Europe. Oh, we started with the Middle East. Started with the Middle East. Good mm-hmm. for us. Uh, so Asia, mm-hmm. but like Middle East Asia. That's yeah. kind of two Asias, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so West Asia, Europe, Europe, back to West Asia, then America, Caribbean, so America, Central America, Central America yeah. then Europe, Europe, Africa, Europe. We need yeah. some South America and... Yeah, Asia, and I mean that's East a Asia. that's a logical place for it. You've got yeah. the the Templars as kind of the order with the actual like the Spanish people, and then. Mm-hmm. The, um, so what are things? What are big things that could play into that? Like, so what are what are what are ambiguities that exist? Uh, was that around the same time the Mayans disappeared? I don't think so. Okay. Um, this was like the 1500s. Okay. When did the, when do we think the Mayans disappeared? No idea. Because that could be something that plays into maybe a history. The, like, yeah. the Mayans were, like, that's where you use the Isu as kind of this, like, right. almost Mary Sue, I guess. Not a Mary Sue, like a... Mary Isu. Ah! <laughs> um, you, this kind of deus ex uh, machina of explanation. Um, where, like, maybe the, the Mayans were like, hey, we made this calendar, and then they, like, were like, oh, wait, we've got a better calendar, and it's, like... Oh, wait, no, oh, shit, that could actually be really cool. Uh-huh. Okay, so the Assassin's Creed 3, the main story, like the, the present day, you're the same character, mm-hmm. and you realize that, like, a catastrophe is coming in 2012 that plays to the Mayan calendar mm-hmm. thing. Okay. You could actually do that, where the Mayans were right, and the Isu were like, hey, fuck off, and they, like, killed the entire Mayan race. Okay. And so do you know what time, when did they? Like, around 900 AD. Okay, so like it's year, it's like six hundred years before. Yeah, but it would still be like that's what happened. They would discover like you could be an Aztec, mm-hmm. like Aztec member because it's always great when they do native people. Yeah, um, the one time they did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that'd be really cool to do that where you have like because the Aztec language we can still kind of mimic it a little bit. Like it's still around. We have yeah. I mean, we've got like um, uh, ethnic languages from South America. Still. Yeah. Um, so, like, they could do something like that, and there could be, like, this development, they're like, oh, the Mayans got wiped out by the Isu. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then, that's when you really get into, like, this other, uh, this other, uh, um, uh, demographic of the Isu were the Mayan and Aztec and, like, and those gods. Uh-huh. Like, because you have the, you got your, your European gods, mm-hmm. uh, but then you have these, the, the Mayan gods, yeah. where they're, because... The European gods, all these people were happening in 
Europe, and this whole other continent. Bring in another Isu. Mm-hmm. It's a whole race that came before. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not do that? And then, like, they're like, oh, yeah, um, careful you don't, like, try to tell everybody. Because the whole thing about this is that they're trying to be secretive, too. Right. And the assassins, like, uh, they're trying to... The Isu are trying to keep that balance of order and uh, and chaos. So you got the... the they're trying to kind of, like, keep... It's a whole time thing. Like, they know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. So they have... They're setting these, like, little things, like these time bombs of things that will change the way that the Assassin Templar War happens. So they essentially play this huge long game of chess mm-hmm. thousands of years before it happens. Okay. Um, and they could do that where, like, a Mayan got cocky and made this calendar and then, like, like tried to, like, bring it to the world if they could. And then mm-hmm. these two were like... Nah, we don't like you. Bye bye. And then the entire population's got wiped out. So that'd be kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Spanish conquistadors. Yep. Uh, that'd be a cool one. Yeah. And you got those temples that you could climb and like, and they had villages that you could. Yeah. One thing that people care about is the the parkour. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was a little bit iffy with uh, Egypt was not a whole lot of buildings. You can climb the, the the pyramids. Yeah. And there's like and then when you get to Alexandria, that's a city. Yeah. And you can climb the the lighthouse and the great the library and stuff like that. Yeah, um stuff. what's left of the library. Um and wait, yeah. Library was burned before Cleopatra, right? I don't know. Someone told me something. Uh the answer to that at some point. But no, that'd be a really cool one. I do like that one. Like getting to the South American stuff. Human sacrifice. Human sacrifice. Oh yeah, that would be a touchy topic. <laughs> you have to do a human sacrifice. Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> that actually be really interesting though. Like, uh, you're you're an assassin and like. Well, if the gods are real and the gods tell you you're gonna give you a human sacrifice. You know, Oh, you're probably gonna do it. Well, then you can get into the baddie suit. There's goodie suit and baddie suit, and like the baddie suit are the ones that are fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could be the ones that are like, "Hey, fucking sacrifice your own people to me. I don't care." <laughs> 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 um, that'd be interesting. You can always play like they could find creative ways to play with that. Yeah. Good one. What else is there? Let's do two more. Okay. Um. I mean, you. You'd be really running into the risk of running into people's ancestors and like people that are actually still alive, but Cold War. Yeah, that'd be that's still like kind of that risky why they did World War One for a little bit, right? Um, yeah, that'd be risky. Yeah, that's a lot of people, and that's like kind of the thing is like we now know a lot of people that were involved in things, and that's when just like the the people that are involved in the game are like overpopulated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, Peter the Great. Okay. Like, what if Peter the Great was an assassin, and the reason he was going around uh, Europe so much wasn't really to learn, but was to spread, like, his brotherhood? Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. You could actually just play as Peter the Great. They have a tendency to not play, or they have never played a character that's real, mm-hmm. a person that's real. Um, so that would be a little weird, but, like, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe you're, like, a, a buddy of Peter the Great. Peter the Great's the... Because he was not... He wasn't an asshole. It's pretty cool. They, like oh, modernized okay. uh, whatever the fuck that city's called these days. St. Petersburg? Is that what it's called these days? No, it is. All yeah. right. 
It's not like Leningrad. It was Leningrad for a while. Leningrad and Stalingrad and also just Petersburg. (laughs) Or was it? Yeah, it was Petersburg before. No. It was something. Yeah. I don't don't know the the whole lineage of it. It was Leningrad under the Soviet occupation. um, But that'd be kind of a cool one. When was St. Peter? Do you know? Uh, He was like... Early or mid 18th century, I think. Okay, so yeah, that would be. I mean, it's early enough for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, and you can even play into, especially if it's close enough to another game, you could play into that. Yeah. Um, where you have to fight a character from the previous game. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's like 1800, maybe like if he happens to be alive at the time that Black Flag is happening, or after Black Flag, because there is a time where. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's actually from Wales. Okay. The main character in uh, Black Flag. Um, he's Native American from Wales? No. Oh. So he said it was the grand. guy from Black Flag is from Wales. Yeah. He had a white guy. Oh, the, the Templar dad had sex with a Native American. Ah, uh, okay. And they had the Native American kid. Okay. Um, yeah, that's where that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, he was a Wales, uh, Welsh guy. And, like, in the end uh, credits, basically, uh, he's at a British opera. Okay. Um, and he's got little kid that turns out to be a Templar that then fucks a Native American and has mm. Connor. Um, but you got a little, little Hamish. Um, Hatham, not Hamish. Hatham. Uh, you don't care. Uh, <laughs> not so much. Um, but no, that'd be interesting if, like, that was around the same time and, like, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you got fucking Peter the Great just chilling out at that opera to, like, you know, learn things. Mm-hmm. And they, like, looks at and they, like, kind of look up and you see Connor, or, uh, um, Edward Kenway like oh and then everyone who plays the game loses their minds <laughs> or if it's like and if you you can go and then you can actually kill them at the opera but then if you do that it it wipes your disc for Black Flag <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to have the Black Flag disc in the console and you're playing on a digital thing it'll just straight up like shatter your disc it'll ruin your game <laughs> But no, that'd be cool. I'd like to see Peter the Great. Yeah. Kind of has, like... I'd like to see your great, Peter. Help! <laughs> uh, one more. What's an, what's, a, what's an Asian one that... Uh, ooh, Samurais. Yeah. If we if we do allow ourselves to go to Japan, then sure, feudal Japan. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. I don't really know a whole lot about that. I don't either. There, but... Like, uh... Maybe it could be like a... Uh, so right now they follow one person mm-hmm. uh, each game. And it'd be kind of interesting if you do... Like you kind of do the history of Japan where like we need to track down where this fucking thing is. But like there's a lineage of mm-hmm. an assassin that like they keep moving it. Mm-hmm. And they start at the beginning and they go to the end. Well, that wouldn't really need to. they know the last person that touched it was that one so they go straight to him they come up with a reason yeah that'd be kind of cool see yeah. like feudal Japan what years were feudal Japan Google will have the answer um for a while when was great feudal content Japan uh 1185 to 1603. Alright, long time. Weirdly specific. Yeah. 
There has to be inciting incidents for both. Yeah, I'm sure. But, yeah. Alright, that's Peace our pitches for the next games of Assassin's Creed. Alright. Sounds like fun. Shall we? We shall. Alright. Thanks everyone for listening to this. Uh, you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. I keep getting in my own head after that one time where I just butchered that line. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised when I get it out now. Um, we're on Facebook. I mean... We're not really that on Facebook that often, but we have a Facebook account. Um, you can follow us there, I guess. Uh, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. Um, we're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. And we need Tenet to come out so we can go to the movie theater and yes. take the hashtag Free Maria picture and restart our Instagram popularity. What if she's not there anymore? What if she had? What if this freed Maria? What if this? Oh, I think we talked. I think we already made that. I think we already did comment. make that crack, but. Man, that would be one good thing to come out of all this. Um, we're on Gmail, justicelosers.pod at gmail.com, where you can email us a long list of topic suggestions, because we're really kind of running thin at the moment without the without much content coming out. Um, so yeah, that'd be, that'd be a thing you could do. Um, we have a Patreon, where you can send us money to go see movies, I guess. Or something. Or something. Yeah, we're going to see movies. Yeah, we're going to see every single movie that's currently in theaters. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, guess we don't know what we're talking about next week. Week after that will be Batman Eternal, so get hyped for that. Yep. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 This was a ukulele that cost me like 10 bucks in Hawaii, and it's... Super janky. <laughs>